we do in life echoes in eternity. You will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. From the WSFI studio in Libertyville, Illinois, this is Pro-Life Today with your host, Joe Scheidler. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pro-Life Today. As you can hear, I am not Joe Scheidler. I am Cindy Morales, the new part-time host of Pro-Life Today. You are listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, and we are so happy that you could join us today. You know, Father Frank Pavone, the founder of Priests for Life and a stalwart pro-life warrior, has been quoted as saying, the youth of today are not just the future of the pro-life movement, but they are the present as well. If you have ever attended the March for Life in Washington, or even our march here in Chicago, you know that that is true. Hundreds of thousands of mostly young people come every year to support the cause of life. Unfortunately, pro-life youth are not the majority of youth. Recent polls by Pew Research indicate that 63% of people under 30 support abortion access in all or most cases. And you can bet that some of those pro-life teens and young adults are Catholic. Sadly, they have not learned the rich teachings of the Catholic Church. But those of us who have studied those teachings and accepted them know how valuable they are. So you know what? I believe that if we want to make the world more pro-life, we need to make the world more Catholic. And one person who I think is doing a great job on that is our guest today, Jackie Bedore. Jackie is the director of campus ministry at Bennett Academy in Lyle, Illinois. She actually went to Bennett and then came back 27 years later. She has degrees in elementary education and a master's in literacy from Northern Illinois University and also a master's in pastoral studies from Loyola University. Before returning to Bennett in 2012, she taught elementary education and she was the faith and formation director at St. Dennis Parish in Lockport. As director of campus ministry, Jackie has developed a robust pro-life club at Bennett called SALT and some of her ideas, I think, can be used in other schools and even in other parishes. So welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear you here today because I heard you at Speak Out Illinois um, in March. You were one of the speakers, and I was so impressed with your talk. So tell me a little bit about what Bennett was like when you first came back. Was there already a strong pro-life culture? So I think there definitely was a pro-life culture at Bennett and pro-life people there. What was taught in the religion classrooms was consistent with the teachings of the Catholic Church and what our administration supported was also consistent with the Catholic Church. Um, but I believe the predominant unspoken thought in informal settings was becoming more and more pro-choice. This may sound surprising in a Catholic school, but even though it was a Catholic school, its environment, like most others, had been influenced by the secular culture. So there were a lot of students who maybe they didn't voice it out loud, but they were pro-choice? Yeah, and I think even at the lunch tables or in informal conversations, they were pretty confident in their pro-choice decisions. I think it was the pro-life students who were afraid to speak out and voice dissent when they talked with their, their peers. It was easier for them to be quiet and to fit in than to be the predominant pro-life voice. So fitting in for teenagers is the number one goal. <laughs> it's a, it's a, very important to them, yes. So when you, so when you came, there, you felt there was at least the teachers were 
teaching what the Catholic Church taught, so theoretically everyone should be pro-life, but they weren't. But when you first started, was developing a more pro-life culture, a stronger pro-life culture, was that a priority for you? To be honest, when coming as in as a campus minister, the topic of the dignity of life wasn't really on my mind either. Uh, we can all compartmentalize. I worked in parish ministry prior to my work at Bennett. I was pro-life, but the pro-life ministry wasn't actually part of my job description. And the pro-life culture at my parish was small and consisted mostly of people who were not my generation at the time. Really with the new job description, being in a new community and being be it being the first time working really in depth with high schoolers, the pro-life message wasn't even on my radar. Coming in, I had much to learn about the teenager, the issues which impact them most significantly, and even about my colleagues within a Catholic school. I can imagine it was um, like a culture shock. I used to work in parish ministry, and I've also taught, so I know mm -hmm. that coming from one culture to another it's it's a learning curve for you too sure. so you first right. came you're mm -hmm. just trying to sort of get your feet wet and and get get your balance and figure out how to interact and be I'm sure you wanted to be effective as a campus minister sure. so you had to learn what that meant what does effective mean even right. um, but your first year there um, you led a group of students to the March for Life now how did that happen if you weren't wasn't really on your radar how did it come to be that you went to the March for Life that year sure well I think it just shows the importance of people taking the initiative with other people and discussing the pro-life topic uh, with them, even if it, they weren't invited to do so initially. Um, so it was a few months into my job when I was contacted individually by two different people. Both of them were pro-life, and both of them wanted me to share the pro-life message uh, more fully at Bennett. They were students or parents? They were actually adults, yes. One was a volunteer from another parish nearby Bennett, Feeder Parish, and another one was a Bennett parent. Mm -hmm. So um, one of these was Rose. Rose was a Bennett parent, and she encouraged me to take a group of students with her to the March for Life. She had gone previously with our former campus minister, and at that time, about nine students would go on the march with them when they went. So I invited Rose to do some what we call homeroom assemblies for each grade level, and Rose and her daughter, who had been on the march, I knew nothing about the march, never having previously gone, actually spoke to all 1,400 kids in, in different shifts and shared the experience with them. That January of 2013, my first March for Life, uh, I was joined by 20 other participants from Bennett. And when you went to the March for Life, what year was that? It was 2013. Okay, so 2013 mm -hmm. was the, I believe that was the 39th March for Life, mm -hmm. or it was the 40th? See, 20, it was the 40th. That was the big one. There were 650,000 people at that march, and we, we were there filming for the 40 film. Yeah, it was an awesome so, experience. So you, when you went there, what was, your, what was your response? So that first March for Life in D.C. for me was totally eye-opening. Again, I was already pro-life, but I think I was pro-life with blinders on. I was blind to the pervasiveness of the culture of death. I was blind to the practices of Planned Parenthood and the damage it was doing to women and to men, to families, and our society as a whole. Even though I was a mom, it was after that trip that I began to see more fully the, the beauty of the unborn child and the tragedy of abortion. And I returned to my school with a new conviction. Okay, and so up until that time, had there been a pro-life club at Bennett? No, not really. Okay, so you decided as mm -hmm. a result of the March for Life to, to start that club. Correct. I just decided that the pro-life message would not be a once-a-year message, that it would be something that we would proclaim the beauty of life all year round at Bennett, 
and that it would be a growing number of people who would be able to do so. The results have been over the past seven years that this year we had 162 people from Bennett attend the March for Life in D.C. That's great. How yeah. many buses is that? Uh, it's three full buses. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And then how many came down to Chicago? Because that's a lot closer. So, um, unfortunately, we've gone down, down to Chicago on various different years, but this year the Chicago March for Life fell right in the middle of our, our finals week. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, for first <laughs> semester finals. So, our school was gracious enough to give us actually a, a Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday schedule in order to permit our kids to go on the March for Life in Washington, D.C., but that did put the weekend right in the middle of our finals. Oh, wow. And I think the March is on... It was on a Sunday. It was on a Sunday this yes. year. Okay. And so you started this pro-life group and you call it SALT. So can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how you came up with that name? Sure. So SALT actually stands for Serving and Loving Together. And SALT is actually the name for all of our campus ministry activities. And we came up with that name my first year in to campus ministry, I gathered a group of students who were solid in their faith as well as uh, in their leadership skills. And we just began to brainstorm. What did we want ministry to look like at Bennett? And what did we want to name our, our group? So SALT and Life, wait, it's, it's, it's again, it's called, it stands for what? SALT stands for Serving and Loving Together. Okay, so Serving and Loving Together, it encompasses more than pro-life. It's, it does. It, it everything. It's all, it's all ministry. And actually it was, having come, my background was, that I came from parish ministry. So basically our campus ministry is designed a lot like parish ministry. It has different types of ministry in it. So I have about 14 or 15 uh, different focus groups is what we call them or um, ministry groups within my campus ministry. And then I have one to two student leaders leading each one of those. So my board is about, my board of student leaders is about 18 students. Okay. And two of them are SALT Life Leaders. So SALT Life is the division of ministry that focuses on the dignity of life. Okay, so this, the um, mm -hmm. U.S. Bishop Conference uh, delineated Catholic social justice teaching into eight categories, mm -hmm. um, starting with life as the most, as sort of like the bedrock. You are listening to Pro-Life Today, and I am Cindy Morales. If you just tuned in, we are joined today with Jackie Bedore, the Director of Campus Ministry at Bennett Academy in Lyle, Illinois, and we are talking today about engaging youth in the pro-life movement. You're talking about SALT, which is serving and loving together your entire ministry at Bennett, and your little subgroup is SALT Life. Okay, so what are some of the things that SALT Life does throughout the year, and um, how do these activities help students to become more pro-life and more engaged? Sure. So I think one of the, the main things that we do is we try to educate. We do that through having lots of speakers, guest speakers who come in and speak and present to our students. We've had Ryan Bomberger in, Jason Smith, Sister Helen Prejean, Vicki Thorne, Nancy Cruiser, Jill Stanick, uh, Father Rocky. And, and don't forget the 40 film. <laughs> I was just going to get to that. <laughs> I said, we've, we've also premiered um, documentaries to, to educate our students as well. So 40 was one of the first ones. I believe it was the first one that we premiered. Uh, we've also premiered Hush. And recently, we've taken students to go see Unplanned. Oh, that's great. How did they respond? To, to Unplanned. Unplanned. Uh, the group of students that I took with me really appreciated it. And they thought it was very instrumental. It could be used very, um, very well in gaining those students who are undecided in their views on, on pro-life or pro-choice. Uh, we, have, we have our pro-choice who are vocal, we have our pro-life who are vocal, and then we have a lot of students in between who are not really sure where they are or, or, or not willing to put their neck out 
and, and risk uh, their neck for this issue yet. And so um, Unplanned is one of those movies that can, can help them understand the two sides of the issue, I think compassionately, and also see the need to, to make a decision on it. Let's go through those three groups of students real quick. Okay, so talk about the pro-choice students first. How many, in this is a Catholic school, and mm-hmm. they've presumably had a lot of Catholic education. Sure. So they, they understand the church's view, at least, mm-hmm. whether they agree with it or they've not. They've been so taught it, at least. They've been taught yeah. it, at least. Right. So how is it with that they're there, and how do they react with the other students, and how do you react with them as the campus minister? Sure. Um, well, I think Maeve and Mateo, who I brought with me today, would be able to answer that when they get to speak at some point, but actually a little bit better than me because they they have those informal conversations with students or their peers all the time. Right, they're gonna see you as an authority figure. Right, um, and so it's harder for them to challenge me. I do have kids who hang out in what we call the SALT office all the time, and some of them are pro-choice kids, and I will initiate conversations with them, and, and it's really wonderful that we can have. And what are their reasons? What, what are they, where are they coming from, exactly? Right. I, I think really it comes down to the woman and her right to her body. And some of them also come at it from a social justice perspective on the belief that poverty is increased by you know women who have children too early in life who haven't finished their education or haven't gotten married. I think the thing that we have to remember in the pro-life movement is that, that most of the people are coming at it with good intentions, but maybe uninformed and maybe just also not putting the primacy of love yeah i think most people who are pro-choice and it would certainly include teenagers they have what i call false compassion Mm -hmm. so they think that if you like you said children are a burden they're seen as a burden or like no one should be pregnant if they don't want to be and they don't go back a step to say well how did how did that happen you know maybe we should look at that i i totally agree and how do you deal with it when someone says well poverty is bad and and pregnancy makes you poverty have poverty so pregnancy is bad how do you how do you how do you respond well i think it goes back to a lot of our catholic teachings you know and the fact that marriage is good and chastity is good and taking relationships in their right course is good and that these are things that you know we're trying I think in some ways we're trying to handle the issue in reverse order we need to handle the issue first with teaching our our teenagers and our society how to love in correct order and then and then we can avoid some of this woundedness and some of this hurt that comes as a result from loving incorrectly. I think it's fascinating that you say that because I have a 15, almost 16-year-old niece who went to go see Unplanned, and she came out and she said, well, I think they should make a movie about chastity. Yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah. right. That was her, her response. Right. Okay, so now you've got the in-the-middle students. All right. Mm-hmm. How, they, have, they hang out at the SALT office, too. Sure. And how do you try to engage them? So a large part of that is uh, as we're getting ready to go on the March for Life, I'll encourage them to come on the March for Life with me. And they may be like, oh, I'm a little, you know, I'm not really sure where I stand on this issue. And then it's just a matter of sitting down and taking the time to have a one-on-one conversation with them. I find that more so the classroom is very effective. And I don't, I personally don't use social media at all for my pro-life movement. It's just not my generation. It's not what I do. I'm in ministry. And so what I do best is talking one-on-one with people. And is it effective? Do you find people moving into the pro-life camp? I do. And I I think basically for everything from ministry into becoming pro-life, the most effective way that we can um, increase 
our, our movement or our ministry or our desire is by seeing the person one-on-one -on -one in front of us and reaching out and inviting them to do God's work by using their gifts. Is there any way that people come into the pro-life movement kind of sideways, like they get involved with SALT as a broader thing and then eventually they move into the pro-life camp yeah absolutely that and also just the catholic camp you know i have a lot of kids who now like look back their senior year and they may be writing a reflection on you know why they're catholic or their faith journey or their you know pro-life stance and go oh i didn't really mean this to happen but you know isn't that funny how like god works with that with us in in ways that we don't suspect sometimes so do you see a connection between the faith life of their of the students, like I, the ones that go to mass on Sunday, and maybe they show up for? Uh, do you have adoration? We do have Eucharistic adoration. Okay, the, yeah. the ones that are involved in those sort of devotional activities, do they tend to be more pro-life from the beginning? So, yeah, I think that the families that come to us, or the kids that come to us from families who are uh, more Orthodox in in their Catholic practices. Uh, they're going to Mass together. They're recognizing the liturgical year um, and the different seasons. They're sending their kids to Catholic schools that are teaching them according to the Catholic faith. Those kids are, are pretty much pro-life and very comfortable in being able to express it. Um, but we do have at Bennett, you know, kids who come on the March for Life with us or uh, participate in Salt Life activities who are really not, not exposed or haven't been practicing their Catholic faith with their families. And so the pro-life movement is actually a wonderful way to evangelize them and bring them into a deeper understanding of the Catholic faith and the riches of the Catholic faith and what it offers. It's actually true of the pro-life movement in a broader sense. There's a lot of people who are pro-life. They may be Protestant or they may be not really anything. They don't, they don't really think about it. That's not their mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And through meeting really strong Catholics, for the first time maybe, Catholics who can articulate their faith and who practice their faith and who live their faith, and it has a huge impact. I don't. Right. I, th I think the pro-life movement is the true real no, the true new evangelization sure, absolutely. Uh, um, that's really bringing people together and we work with we work with atheists mm -hmm. we work with protestants we work with anyone who's willing to say yeah let's let's work on on and you know developing the culture of life and specifically with for saving the babies that are being aborted right um but okay so when you're at bennett and your kid you can come in maybe you didn't have that faith development do you see, as campus minister, an opportunity for kids to move from sort of anemic in their faith to more robust? And how many do? do they, I'm sure that you give them opportunity, but how many take advantage of it? And then does that move them into the pro-life camp? Sure. I mean, well, we have 1,400 students at Bennett, and I have hundreds of them throughout their time at Bennett will experience some portion of SALT or campus ministry through retreats, through mission trips, through... Um, dignity or outreach events and so all of them in some way have touched upon or even our all school masses have touched upon campus ministry and salt i think i think a big thing is hunger right like we have to have a hunger or we have to have a desire and we have to acknowledge that and so it's those kids who like finally acknowledge that hey i want to be hanging out with a different group of people people group of people who have the same core values as me or maybe i've even recognized that my core values are not that good and I want to find student or other peers who will help me with that. And so it's really, it's not me at all as a campus minister that attracts, it's 
it's definitely the students attracting each other and pulling each other in and showing them what genuine friendship is, not only in each other, but in God. And so it's a gradual, very easy transition and a natural one. We've just got a couple minutes left, and so I'd like you to give bullet points real quick on the, the top things that churches can do, that you do, first of all, to engage your youth in pro-life activities. And then let's see if we can kind of segue that into church ministry, because you could do that, because you did church ministry. Like, sure. what are some of the things you do at Bennett that grab the kids? Because sure. getting kids involved is our biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Not just in pro-life, but in ma- going to Mass, being, becoming staying Catholic. Right. Okay, right. so bullet points so again recognizing the person and seeing their gifts and then empowering them or inviting them to use those gifts to bring glory to god is a huge thing it wasn't me who came up with the idea of our nacho sale which is called it's nacho life to take it was a student you know who said hey how about if we do this and it was a great idea and it wasn't me who came up with the idea of selling life cupcakes you know life is good cupcakes and inviting people kind of like a promposal to ask other students to go on the march for life by giving them a will you march with me cupcake and we'll do sidewalk talking outside during life is good week we'll play bubble soccer and we'll just we'll play at, pray outside of planned parenthood and then go out for pancakes afterwards so there's just lots of different things that we do as far as bringing those into parishes again personal invitation seeing the gift in somebody um, understanding that teenagers are embodied spirits as saint john paul said and they love to be whimsical and fun and the pro-life issue can be pretty serious but they kids need to be able to to have fun with it as well and then um finally i think that our kids need to hear it from the pulpit they need they need priests to come out and not just say you know mass a lot of kids think that mass is an empty ritual nowadays yeah but they need to understand what the teachings of the catholic church are and how those teachings will help them live we're gonna we're gonna need to cut it off this is um this has been great we're gonna need to have you back um, this is WSFI 88.5 FM. Um, when I'm not hosting the show, I'm executive director of Pro-Life Champions, and you can, I'll have to tell you another time. Tune in next time, WSFI Catholic Radio.